I brought this if you want some. What do you got, Lafroig? It's quite good. This is a so this is a limited batch, but they mature it in uh, Maker's Mark barrels, hmm. and then they transfer it to two other barrels for two or for two years. Hmm. It's got a good kick, a lot of smoke. I'd recommend ice. Welcome to the Emerging Gamer Podcast. This is your host, Lock and Key, back yet again at this table. Well, welcome back, Lock. Thanks, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, this is Felix Hergood as well. How are you, Felix? Um, and we have a guest host. We do. We do. It's not just you and I. No, yeah. We, we leaded people on right there. They yes. thought it was just going to be us. Yeah. They, well, and you know. Turns out it's not. It's a fan favorite when there's a Lock and uh Felix episode. <laughs> Fanfare. Fanfare. But yes, we do have a, a guest that's been on the show before. Um, it's been it, quite some time. I, could we pull an a, could we pull an episode that you were on? Like mm. our episodes on iTunes currently only go back to sixty five. I that, feel like that was right around the last that, time he was on. That could no? be. We'd have to scour. I don't think so. I couldn't even tell you the last episode. It's definitely... We, if Squarespace had a better way of organizing and finding archived content, we could find you on our website. <laughs> uh, just by searching his name. No, just... Well, you could definitely like find his, his articles. Show notes. His articles are still on the website. Right, but what I'm saying is you could search the show notes for each show yeah, to yeah, say, yeah, yeah. like, we're joined by... But Squarespace is shitty, and therefore they're... Or I, I don't use it well enough. That can be your homework for the liner. Yeah, 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 yeah. How about that? Yeah. Find a peanut episode. Find an a episode, peanut episode with peanut. This is peanut. Hey. What's going on, man? Oh Welcome back. Oh, my God. It's been, what, two years? Give or take? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't, yeah. I don't think... I think it might what, have what been episode two are we up years to now? since you've been on it. What, uh, what's our number? 134 is 134. today's episode. So... Yeah, probably before that then, because if you count back two years... 134 that's, weeks. That's, yeah, I was say. <laughs> Essentially. That's what it is. Give or take so 100 like weeks ago-ish, that's probably when I was last year. Before. Now, now, on the other hand, though, many of the people who are now listening to our show are people that have frequented our, our various streams, and you might have met Peanut when you were in a chat. Yes. yes this is true. Yeah, I, I do dip into streaming, uh, especially when I'm at work. Appreciate that support. Yeah, that, nope. Hey, my pleasure. Um, I've got three monitors. May as well put them to use uh, when I'm at work. And so. you have. There was a couple of days where you were like, by the way, I got you on the Twitch and the Mixer at the exact same time. Well, it's weird because <laughs> like, being a Mixer, they have this funky experience system where you get points or something to watch the stream and I don't quite understand what it's used for but you're a gamer I, I know there's I know there's some interactivity that they've included in the website where they have buttons where if you want to I don't know chime in with an opinion on something or take control of something you can actually cash your points in to do that but I actually don't have any idea how anybody implements that uh, that has to happen that's in my hands so my stream needs to be um, positioned 
out into the world as interactive stream, and I need to be playing a game so that's that interactive. Yeah. And then at that point, you can use your currency in my stream. But the problem is, is my stream is going through Restream to Mixer. Right. So that's never going to be a possibility <laughs> as long as I'm using that that intermediary. Ah, uh, you'll you'll find you'll you'll find a specific need for it one of these days. Yeah, just... Maybe. I hope they convert it into maybe not bits, something like bits, but maybe you can donate. That would actually be an interesting angle. Yeah, but they're kind of giving them to everybody as they just go along. Yeah, but it's like so, frequent flyer miles. Just can't yeah. in. I mean, but you're like, you're you're watching ads still, right? Yeah, you mixer. are. So like, they're generating ad revenue by the amount of time that you're spending on their website. So them giving you currency to then redonate is, it's not out of the. It's not bad. No, I mean they're still making money per ad. That would be su- that would be super dope, if especially if they bang. charge an exorbitant amount of bits to actually get to a certain dollar amount to actually right. donate. Exactly. Right. It's a it's a hundred bits in Twitch to for that that's a buck. Yeah. So a hundred bits in Twitch currency. So yeah, since I've been here before, a new streaming platform has emerged. That's how yeah. long it's been. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's Fuck, true. Right. Yeah, because yeah, well, and then. Last time you were here, I probably wasn't even streaming on a regular basis. No, no, not at all. Actually, it was a once in a while thing. I think morning coffee was a concept that you were just birthing, and now at the time, and now yeah, it's it's fucking now it's like a part time job for you, fully grown. Yeah, but hey, more power to you. Yeah. Keep so what? So what have you been up to streaming wise? Uh, are those cats trying to get in? That cat got in. Open the door. Yeah, Smart cat just are. really wants to get in. But that was the that was the no eyes one, right? I don't know. I didn't look. He, he's he's smarter than the the other one. Right. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. He's got he, daredevil senses. I, I'd like to believe that. Um, so, a couple of cool developments. We got, like I said, I was telling you pre-show that we got a lot of positive feedback from Wildy Bear from Team MC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and many other people from Team and MC were doing lots of retweeting of the Felix Hergood tweets associated with our show, the Emerging Gamer tweets, and he verbally shouted us out nice um, numerous times when he was doing live streams and told me to post a link. I go in and I visit him and I visit Emma and I hang out with them. Um, hey guys, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but it's a lot of fun um, interacting with uh, such a, a, a very large, um, ho- um, helpful uh, Twitter slash Twitch slash Mixer community. Right. Um, so I've just been doing a lot of that all week long, and it's I think it's paying off. I mean, yeah, sure. I'm getting clo- I'm getting closer to 900 follows on Twitch alone. There you go. Yeah, your follow count's pretty. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. 900 on Twitch alone, and then uh, about to hit 300 on Mixer. Um, so about ready to, yeah, 1,200 total. So it's 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 pretty cool. Uh, I started Rise of the Tomb Raider officially. Right. I completed Tomb Raider to 100% completion. And Rise of the Tomb Raider is so much better than that game. I can't even imagine I'd be saying that. Right. Right, because... Of how much I love the original Tomb Raider game sure. from 2013, but they just took their their original mold and just made it better in all the right ways. Like well, you have to remember, this is also a Tomb Raider that they made for new platforms. Well, this is a Tomb Raider that adheres to the title of the fucking game. This is a Tomb Raider that actually has fucking tombs. 
You know how all the game's sectional, right? There's sure. like this section, it's pretty open world in each section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a fully open world game like Horizon. Right, but you can backtrack pretty hard. Yeah, each, each, there's little miniature sandboxes and you just move from miniature sandbox to miniature sandbox and you can fast travel back and forth. So it is kind of like playing an open world game. But now in each one of those miniature sandbox sections, there are at least three or four tombs, not one tomb per section, three or mm-hmm. four tombs. All of them with real complex puzzles, not not just an easy, you know, you cut the rope and then the fucking thing drops and then you climb no, the No thing Rube Goldberg and, device. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Like, they're, they're kind of complex. They're, one of them I spent um, at least 20 or 30 minutes trying to figure it out. Nice. Which That's was good. pretty cool. Now, I'm in addition to tombs, each section also has um, crypts. So there's one or two crypts. In fact, this is... I'm in the first big section, and there's three tombs and two crypts. Um, And then in addition to that, there's all the collectible shit, but all the collectible shit now has practical purpose. Because all there's there's nothing you really collect that doesn't benefit the play of the game. Like, you remember those... um, You guys both played it, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, Do you remember those, those... You had to find eggs in, like, bird nests? Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, you found a whole bunch of shit that you never used. Yeah, well, okay, the bird nests are there, but now you don't find eggs, you find feathers, and you use the feathers to make arrows. Hmm. So hmm. it's craftable arrows. Um, you craft on the fly, you can craft while you're standing there, you can craft, po- so far I've unlocked poison arrows, uh, those are really cool. When you shoot poison arrows, it shoots out a cloud of dust that kills everything in its vicinity, so it's nice. the coolest thing. You fire that into a group of dudes and they're all fucking dead in like minutes, it's great. Um, so you can craft those on the fly. You, I think you could, inevitably, you can craft bullets. I don't know if, you probably have to do that at the site. It would right. make more sense. But you have to craft your campsites as well. Oh, interesting. You don't just stumble upon them. You stumble upon them and they're out. And then you have to find the materials around the oh, world to, actually build to it craft, uh, craft the campsite. Now, this could be because I'm playing in survivor mode. I intentionally chose survivor mode, which is... Oh, sounds something like it. It's not the hardest difficulty, because I think the hardest difficulty is just kind of uh, bullshit. Uh, the hardest difficulty is called extreme survivor, and the only thing that makes it extreme is uh, it doesn't save unless you're at a campsite. And there's no, that's just not good theater. So... I'm not going to play on that mode when I have people watching because what's going to happen is... Save as an official save or checkpoints? There, There's no checkpoint saves. There's okay. only, only you go to a campsite and sit down and then you save. So th- this is for honor all over again. Yeah, well, <laughs> for honor or the fo- that's what they did in Fallout uh, 4. Fallout 4's survivor mode is it only saves when you sleep. Mm. Well, fuck you because I went th- into that long dungeon or whatever, some thing... And then I died like toward the end of it. The next thing you know, you gotta you fucking wake up like miles away in the fucking the last camp you were in when you slept, and you're just like, what the fuck? Well, that's a turn off. Well, here's the argument I would make real quick on the Fallout thing. Like, okay, if you're gonna add a mode like that, then add the ability to craft motherfucking uh, um, campsites as you go along. Why, you know, it forced people to create that mod. Like, people created mods for campsites and shit. And, uh, and, you know, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. And it's definitely not good theater to play a game like that on the stream. Because if I die and then have to go back and repeat a shit ton of stuff that people just saw, they're just going to be like, I mean, I can, like, I can see fuck? a gamer it appeals to, but it's definitely a... Uh, 
niche product. Yeah. But I get all the Survivor features if I just play regular Survivor without the extreme part. You know? Mm. I get all of the Survival features. So I, I'm happy with it. I'm fine with how I'm playing it. I'm good with it. I don't need to play that other fucking mode. Um, now, like, if, if it said something like Extreme Survivor also makes certain things harder or depletes more resources from the world or something along those lines, I would choose to play it just to try it out to see what it was like. But when you literally move the ticker from Survivor to Extreme Survivor, it, it shows you what are different features and it just adds the thing about not saving unless you're at a campsite. And I was just like, fuck that. Um, so yeah, I'm playing that and then I'm still playing Shadow or Mortar. Now, did mm. I talk to you, Locke, uh, last week about, uh, you weren't here last week, but I talked to you two weeks ago about how much I like Shadow or Mortar? Uh, you were just starting it. I mean, I watched you stream it for about 30 minutes the other morning. I just finished that recently myself. I mean, I probably so. said in the stream how much I'm an addict of it. Like, I'm it's like fun. addicted to that fucking game. <laughs> like, it's really cool. All of the, Decisions I make in the Nemesis engine, I heard, are going to translate to Shadow of War. Right. So the army that I end up building through this process of turning orcs to my side, Urix or whatever, um, will ultimately transfer to Shadow of War when I get to it. So. So you're not finding the game to be repetitive. No, I was. I was finding the terrains to be repetitive, and now I'm not because what I don't find repetitive is unlocking all the different perks and the and the different, you know, there's different um, runes you can find for your sword. Yeah, it's one of those open world gather games where, unlike Assassin's Creed, I actually looked forward to finding everything mm. and trying to pinch every mission, hit every bonus objective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it is a good challenge, but it, it's, it doesn't lose its fun, mm. which I couldn't even begin to tell you what the formula they used. When I first started, I was saying on the show that I, I, I was thinking that maybe that was going to happen, like it was going to lose the fun, and it didn't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not until a point where I'm just. And like, games like oh, that, like know. once you reach like the god tier of all of your perks and all of your abilities, like sometimes it becomes too easy. But the game never loses its. Spark. Oh no! Yeah, it never because loses its spark. Even like the the more powerful you get, the more you want to actually go out and start a fight in the middle of fucking. No, nowhere. because w- w- what happens is, is there's fucking vengeance orcs. Yeah. coming after you every ten minutes. You kill an orc, and then the motherfucker comes back. Uh, later, with like noticeable like wounds on his body from the mm, last time you killed him, so you don't really kill. Do you kill them? Do they actually die? So there's a couple ways you can handle it, um, and it's actually a farming technique you can do as well. Which is if you lose to one of your nemesis, like when you lose to somebody you're battling with, they gain a level, they get stronger, they get yeah, yeah. they get harder to kill, and they can move up the ladder as well. So if you actually go and basically throw yourself at them and purposely die and build them up to a super high level, by the time you actually knock them out, the loot they drop is much higher. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or if you convert them to your army, they're like unstoppable. You can also send death threats against them, and that makes them more powerful and and gives them bodyguards as well. Um, So that's all super interesting because because yeah. and the I, fact that I've you can then take the bodyguards that. and turn them against their masters and they don't turn until you show up to battle and like there's a lot of little fun nuances to all the battles the thing i'm talking about though is i killed a guy and he had i knew his weakness and everything his weakness was stealth kills and i jumped down on and kill him and then i go about killing other guys and doing whatever and i'm in the middle of a battle with another guy and the guy comes the fuck back except this time he has a fucking mangled face, and his dialogue is specific to the injuries I caused before. He says, 
I'm going to get you, maggot, for doing that to my face. And he comes after me hardcore. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And then I kill him again. Like, I got into a stealth position. His weakness is still stealth. I jump down, I stealth him, and I kill him. Comes back, he's got a whole fucking bandage wrapping around his fucking head. And I'm like, and, and he's saying the same shit. He's like, you fucked up my head again. You know, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? This guy keeps coming back. And I don't know if it's, is he rising from the dead? Yeah, they can. Is it a part of the story? They, they can technically come back. And I think, I think Shadow of War covers part of that. Um, because they talk, I think they have talk of necromancy and all that stuff in Shadow. Okay, so maybe they're rising from the dead. But I do remember like defeating an orc and having him come back and like. Or I'm not just doing a good enough job. Um, There's some other way to do it. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. But uh, but yeah, I'm loving that. That's that's a lot of fun. And then uh, coming up uh, on Wednesday, I'm gonna, which the show will air after that. But on Wednesday, I'm doing um, uh, Injustice Two again. Nice. No, I might do that. No, no, no. Wednesday I'm doing Tomb Raider, and tomorrow night I'm doing Injustice 2. I was going to say, when you finish uh, Shadow of Mortar, if Shadow of War is not out, you should pick up Mad Max. Really? Yeah. You like that? Mad Max is basically Shadow of Mortar and the Mad Max universe. Huh. I see, when that game was coming out, I, I watched the trailer, and I thought it looked great. Like, I was thinking about getting it. But then when the game came out, I watched footage... And then I read like a review or somebody, somebody like it's got a little bit of like Red Dead thrown into it because it's not like Shadow of Mortar where you can you know openly drive some you know openly go somewhere and start a fight and pick things from there. There are like little settlement destinations that you hit along the way. Okay, but the battle system is very similar. A lot of driving. A lot of driving, but you can customize your car to like the nth degree. Um, the more stuff you raid, the more parts you get, the more stuff you can do to hmm. your car. So that's right up my alley. That's what I was saying. That's right? the kind of shit that I would be It's, totally it's something you should give a try, and you can probably find it on sale for like 10 bucks somewhere. Yeah, at this yeah, point. That's, that's got to be cheap at this point. But that's Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Nice. How about yourself? Nice. So I have played a few new games these past two weeks since last time I was on, but the game that I've been playing the most of, which I've went back to revisit, is Witcher 3. Oh, you did it. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing just the story. That is also on my shelf. So I, yeah, I've had Witcher 3 since it came out. I never did DLC, but I completed I bought the the Game of the Year edition when it was like 15 bucks on sale somewhere, but it's still still in the cellophane. Now, the DLC always always goes on sale on Xbox, so I'll probably end up picking it up eventually. But I'm playing just the story, so I'm not, like, I'm playing it for its cinematics and its story. I'm not, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm not getting super in-depth with all, like, I know you got really in-depth with the poisons and all of, like, the nuances of the game. I'm just enjoying the the setting, the characters, and oh no, I just, so, I just did that to make it easier. Like no, I know, but the, just the story, yeah. like I could just swing my sword and kill things because it's not like well, you get the most the reward from playing story missions, so you should be able to like. But that's the difficulty yeah. setting. It's called just the story. Oh fuck yeah, I forgot. Yeah, so yeah. it it literally things don't. You don't need to do all of that. Yeah, you which can is fight like the Griffin creature and without not, doing not anything. This, this is the minimal effort mode. Exactly, and that was to get through the game because traditionally I play these games on ultra hard difficulty, and I end up putting them down, and then I don't visit them for three months, and then I forget where I'm left. Yeah, off. I forget game the like that you can't get lost in. Right, so I figured if I play just the story, I get wrapped up in that and do the side missions and the main quest. 
I'll still enjoy it. And I have been. I have been. So um, I've been doing that because I think it was last week or two weeks ago when I was on last when I was talking about um, liking the books I was reading and we were talking about like there's never any real good like Viking video game besides like For Honor. Somebody like, said The Witcher 3. And right? someone was like, oh, The Witcher 3 is kind of like that. And I was like, you know what? Let me go back and start playing it. And, and it's kind of filling that that void for me. Mm-hmm. Um when I'm not, I'm still reading those books. I'm four books into the six book series. They still point. do need a really um, good Viking video game. Yeah, like a truly, like, conquest base. Yeah, that isn't like a real-time strategy. Right, game. like a story-based, yeah. yeah. So I've been playing that, um, and then I've played two other games recently. I've I tried out The Culling for Xbox. Before you go ahead sure. with that, stay on the Vikings thing. Did sure. you actually watch the trailer for the upcoming season? I did not. I didn't <laughs> oh know my came out. fucking god! <laughs> is it good? Looks so good. That's dude. a show I really got to get and, into. And my, my man is in it. Yeah, you dude from uh, from fucking Tudors, dude. He's gonna be good. <laughs> oh, there's gonna be some weird fuck scenes where he's fucking people all weird and shit. All weird. And shit. What is his name? Uh, Jonathan Reese Myers. Myers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's a he's a a holy a holy warrior. It, yeah. It doesn't even. It doesn't. I, it's. Is it a spoiler? No, because he's in this season. He shows up at the very last scene of the last season. So I started watching Vikings forever ago, and I put it down because I was watching all these different shows, and I ended up picking it back up and like binge watching the show. And I like when I was on the last season, I was like, Felix, like you need to watch this show, just do it. And he's right. Um, and he went and he started binge watching it. I went like, fucking nuts. He just yeah, exactly. So he caught up, I killed it. Like I ended up like putting it down. I ended up putting it down halfway through the last season. And like when I finished it, he had like seven episodes left of the series. <laughs> that was fun. And I was like, just you wait until the end of the last episode, the very last scene. You're going to love it because he's a huge Tudors fan. So, Did you call him um, after you blew your no, load No, you said something specific to me. Did I? You said send me a video oh my of your reaction <laughs> Do you to, have it? to the fucking uh, thing. Oh, and I sent him a video oh my God. of me well, reacting. It's, it's got to See, this is the best thing about iOS is I could just search your name and just go to details and see everything I've ever, you've ever sent me. This is reminding um, me of like when... There's like a viral video of this guy recording his kids watching Empire Strikes Back for the first time in the minute. The reveal takes place. The kids are like, like, it's like literally the last thing he sent me. Yeah, maybe we'll post that. So is this literally like a flash in the pan last scene? Yeah, so this is, that's a minute. (laughs) 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 Yeah, you totally blew your load. Well, you can, we can finish watching it later, but yeah. So, so that's why I wanted to go back. So I was telling them last week. I don't know if you're familiar with um, the book series, the Saxon Stories. I've heard of it, haven't read it. Um, and it's uh, they started making a, a Netflix show, The Last Kingdom, which right. is essentially another twist on Vikings overcoming, you know, um, what would soon become Britain, Great Britain, but. Um, so I started reading the books and I was playing, I was reading more than I was actually playing video games for the first time in a long time. Um, but yeah, the Witcher three has, has been great, man. I think the, the, um, the one got past the bloody Baron. Yes. Thank God. Yes. I got past the bloody Baron. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll, I look forward to playing more of it. I think it's going to be good to just go through and just do the story. Uh, Who have you banged so far? Um, well, no one yet. 
but I'm going to meet my girlfriend from Witcher 2, which I don't know any of, I don't know anything. The, the witch. Yeah, the sorcerer. <laughs> the witch. So I'll probably end up, if I have the opportunity. I, I would if I were you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. Um, so you haven't even made it to Novigrad. Because that's no. where that's where you can do all the proper fucking. Yes, you, know, you just I'll go. Get there. You go to the. Uh, I'll get there. The whorehouses <laughs> and the brothels. I got lost in Novigrad. Yeah, I, was, I spent hours just fucking. He he ended up he ended up playing this game just playing the in-game card game Gwen. I remember and spending the you money. Found, that was your Witcher hole. The Witcher hole. Yes, I, I would. Remember. I would. I would play Gwent downstairs, and I would fuck whores upstairs. That's what I was doing. Did you play the beta? The Gwent beta. He tried. I'm pissed. Because it was fucking terrible. Really? And I I hate it when I... So I, I hate when a beta feels like QA, and that fucking beta mm. was totally QA. Um, and it sucked. It kept crashing to the goddamn Xbox dashboard, and I would have to go back in, and I never got so a chance to So more alpha than beta. Yeah. yeah, more like an alpha than a beta. Yeah. Um, and is the game out? No, no. I don't think that yeah, yet. I'm not even going to fucking touch that shit until it... It's still CD Projekt Red. Doing Gwent, right? Was I'm it? Sure. I don't know. Or is it an outsourced? I, I, I was, was going to say, I it's think that, that sounds I unusual. Think like it, but I don't know. That sounds unusual for them to put out a product I, that's subpar. I, I, like did, that. um, I did uh, state on a couple episodes that it feels exactly like the Gwent from the game, only with like so much more. Right. So it's it's good, I mean, in that respect, but I just wish it wouldn't crash to the goddamn F- Xbox dashboard every fucking time. Well, understandably so. Yeah. You want a product that uh, works. No. You want to um, play the fucking thing. It is CD Project Red. Huh. That is surprising. Um, yeah, because that is surprising the considering they should be working yeah. on Cyberpunk 2077, <laughs> motherfuckers. They are. They are. <laughs> one of these days that'll come out. Um, so then, yeah, so I start. I did the free trial, for which is two hours of gameplay for The Culling, which I don't remember if uh, I was talking about that a few few episodes ago. Yeah, no, you mentioned the calling, and yeah. I've watched Twitch streams of the calling. So I played, I played three um, PvP rounds. It's only PvP. There's no PVE. Um, are you familiar with the calling? Uh, yeah, I saw the trailer for it. So, so it it was okay. I don't think I'm going to end up buying it, but it was good to be able to try it. I mean, everyone that has an Xbox Live account. Oh, it's the Xbox beta. You were playing the Xbox beta. Yeah, Got so it. it's it's in the it's in the Xbox preview program. Um, you can download it and play it for two hours. Um, not two hours straight, but uh, consecutively. Anytime you're logged into Xbox Live, the ticker goes down. So if you shut off your Xbox, you still get that two hours left. Oh, I see. Um, so I played a few rounds, and it was fun to play a Battle Royale-type game, um, but it was very clunky. Melee system, because um, that's really all it is, is melee. There are bow and arrows and guns, but I think they're pretty hard to find when you're like scavenging. Um, but I think, um, the reason why that game does not do as well as things like, um, player unknown and some other games is, um, because of how clunky it feels like nothing feels right. Like when you pick up an, an ax or something like that and you're trying to melee, like someone, the, the block is someone just throws up their fists like this to block yeah. and like, there's no way to break it. So I could just stand like this. And unless someone comes up and shoves me, like I can take an axe to the chest as long as my elbows are up in front of my face. <laughs> it doesn't make like I got in this fight with someone and all he did was just stand there. Because like that won't this. break your immersion or anything. Right. So it but again, it did feel good to play that like elimination bat we all 
we all jump in the map. But we you all have only nothing. Want, you only want that for player on those I know, battleground. I know. That's why I decided to try the culling to see oh, how it felt. That. But it wasn't that great. I mean, apparently it's doing pretty well across the board with with uh, player base. But it did really well on PC, from what I understand. For a while, yeah. That's where I watched it on Twitch. It was PC right. culling. Yeah. Like, um, so if I decide to buy it, I will report on it again. But I decided to give it the shot. And then the last thing that I played, which was um, which. I can't believe I had never done it until this moment because it's truly amazing. Was there were fr- it was free to play weekend for Diablo three. Ah. Um, you were actually able to download and play it for free this weekend. Did that, it's that. Did good. that include the Necromancer um, pack? I don't believe it did because okay. Necromancer was not something that I can choose. Okay, it was just base game because I I know they put out that free weekend around when they put the Necromancer expansion out. Yeah, it's on sale right now for everything. Uh, for thirty eight dollars is like the total sale, so it's almost fifty percent. That's off. not bad. Yeah, it's not bad well, at you, all. You you like loot based games? I do like loot based games, but this is very different than well, like I shouldn't say I like loot based games. The only game that really exploited that for me was Destiny. Oh, I didn't okay. like what other game that I played before that was loot based. So Destiny popped so your I, cherry, you know. So Diablo. so I, Diablo, I picked, up, I picked up Diablo during my paternity leave and kind of charged through it. Uh, I would say it's not necessarily like the traditional loot-based game. I mean, it's got loot in it, and obviously you can go around doing that, but you kind of charge through it like a couch co-op. Yeah, It feels more like Gauntlet. You know, oh my god, I was just about to fucking say yeah. it feels like Gauntlet. It fucking love Gauntlet. Yeah, it feels like fucking Gauntlet, and it's, 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 it's perfectly designed for, like I said, couch co-op or online co-op or what have you, um, and it's customizable to the nth degree. Yeah. So it's very... It, it's almost casual to the point where, like, if I could actually get my wife to sit down and hold a controller, she would probably play this game. Yeah. It's not hard to pick up. You level pretty quickly. The game progresses pretty easily. Uh-huh. And, yeah, there's enough loot-based stuff to keep you wanting to push a little harder and go a little bit further. Like, I think I upped it to extreme hard difficulty after, like, level five. You, uh, right. On the Xbox. So, I, yeah, I didn't buy it yet because it was free-to-play weekend. I figured I've never played a Diablo game. I've only watched it. I didn't know if I'd I didn't really play it. You've never impulse. played a Diablo game? Like, never played ever? a Diablo ever. game. Holy shit. You? I Never. Never? But I played the fuck out of some Gauntlet. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yes. yes, I mean, I played plenty of Gauntlet. Gauntlet Legends. Yeah, on I used to eat, like sleep, my... breathe Diablo back in, like, the EverQuest days. Yeah. Holy shit. Like... Um, so, it. I played... I was, only, I, was, I was down on the beach for the weekend, so I was only able to play... Uh, Friday uh, after work until I left. So it was about four hours I played, and I got to, like, level 10 in those four hours. But um, super fun. Like, I I don't think that if I, if I had, like, someone playing with me, I would have no reason to do anything else besides play this game. <laughs> like, seriously. It, is, like, a, it is a tremendously I mean, easy I just want to let you know, I nearly bought the whole fucking package, like, the whole Diablo thing, like, one weekend on Impulse. And I did, I did like, yeah, the, the problem is, is with me in this game is, um, I like, where the sale is right now, which it expires tonight, which it's, like I said, 38 bucks, and I think it's regularly 60 so um, I just don't know if I could dedicate the time to it. However, it's not something like like Pino was saying. It is pretty casual. Like it, you don't need to grind and log in every day to complete a quest like you do in Destiny. Like you pick it up and you play it. You play a few levels and you move on, or you keep grinding or whatever. But the the top down view is fantastic. Um, it's perfectly Isn't it made. Isometric. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, that surprisingly doesn't become a hindrance. Yeah, in my opinion. And I'm and I'm and you know me, I'm barely a third person fan, mostly a first person fan. And the isometric view doesn't didn't bother me at all. Well, I, I really want. I, I like those type of games. Like that's why I'm so excited about um, fuck the one from Devolver. Uh, Ruiner. Yes. Yeah. So I want to get Ruiner, and I that's why I was looking at Diablo yeah. three because I do like isometric style. What class I, did you play? I was playing monk. That's a good. That's that's a good rounded class to play. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do the traditional like barbarian, which you know is just like the hack and slash. Um, so I wanted something with a little try some magic out, and like shit. a little something extra to it, but something not overly complicated because I wanted to just get through it, get through as much as I could in the time that I had to try and see if it's something that I would want. But yeah, I, it's I can't believe that I just neglected it for as long as I did. Um, but where, where, it was a you lot just of fun. saw the sale, and just so on the right hand side it said free to play days Diablo three. Like I've looked at Diablo three numerous times and brought it up on the store and almost bought it out of an impulse. Yeah, same here. And then I saw the free to play and I was yeah. like, I, was I like, think okay. I picked it up for like fifteen bucks, but it doesn't have the expansion, which is I think another fifteen. Right yeah, now. Um, yeah, I think it's yeah the Necromancer. I think is fifteen. Yeah. I think I, I saw that when I was loading hmm. the game page up, but I was like. When it's only taking up a few like thirty gigs on my Xbox, I'll just delete it if I don't like it. Like, what's the harm in having the free to play? And I even looked to see if it was part of the Xbox Game Pass program because I was going to just do the two week trial of that and get Diablo three as a part of it and play it for two more weeks. But it's not uh, Blizzard doesn't have that in there. Uh. In there, but I would say watch some more streams if you have the opportunity. Yeah. Do some research. If you were to purchase it, I would buy it, and we would and we could play together. It's a, it's a fun fucking co-op game. It really, yeah, I like, feel I feel uh, that was my one regret was that I had no one to pick up a controller. You couldn't couch co-op that, right? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. So, I've been looking for a lock. No, li- listen, I've been <laughs> looking for. Look, look how excited. You I've been looking for a lock couch co-op game for a while. Yes. I've done couch co-op successfully with snacks. Yes. I've done couch co-op with Mister Menti. Yes. I'm going to be doing couch co-op with Nia. Mm-hmm. And here's the Slash best part hour. is, if I recall correctly, it has a crutch system. Or at least it does it online. I don't know if it does it for cash co-op. I would assume it does. So assume, let's say, you have a character that's level 60. Like, pretty badass, can hold himself up pretty good. You want somebody else to jump in, but they have to create a new character at level 1. So there's a big disparity. If I recall correctly, they will actually phantom bump the level 1 to basically around your level in terms of damage output. Oh, okay, cool. Um... They still have to unlock their spells or their abilities yeah. and their equipment, but their base defense, base attack will rise. So they can basically hold their own with you instead of you having to kind of do, do the fighting for so them. So if I was like high level on my character and he wanted to come into my game and exactly. play. It also makes it fun in case you have somebody who sits down with you and they yeah, want to try a new class. Is there a way that you could just sign in with your account on my Xbox and then have we your both, progression? No, we, both would, we can't both be signed into an Xbox Live account. At the same time. I'm not sure. You may have want to look into that, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know how the logistics of that would work. No, like, for instance, when I when I go to play um, Injustice just, 2... Why wouldn't I just bring my Xbox over? No, listen to what I'm saying. What, what are you talking about? I'm saying couch co-op, like, from one Xbox. We got okay. my copy of the album. Right. Okay. The way it works... I don't in, know if in, it would go through Battle.net or not in terms of your account. I well, just the way it works in Injustice 2, if you want to play... Um, you sign in with your account, and then when the player two signs in, they pick, you know, their own account, and they can actually sign in with their yeah. account. 
I'd look into that. I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say that's impossible. Yeah, I don't know. Um, this way, you wouldn't. Ha- why would you bring your Xbox over? I'm confused. He's talking about doing like a LAN right, setup, so a LAN couch co-op, where he's like on one screen, you're on one screen. Oh. Right. I mean, it's, but, still, it's still. I mean, we're still couch the, co-op. The only limitation you would have for both of you being on the same screen, obviously, is that at some point, if you go left and he goes right, the camera won't expand any further. Okay, one so, of you's got to give. So it's not a game. It's not like original gauntlet where it keeps you kind of in the same no zone. it does that, that's exactly how it is it, it keeps you kind of in the same zone the same area area if you will but like if he was on his own xbox he could like go back to town and do something and come back while oh, you're yeah, still yeah, fighting yeah. off the whole way right. but we'll figure it out we will yeah um so let's do you want to hit some you want to hit some news points uh, well, did you have anything you wanted to talk about? <laughs> you want to you want to go dive into this deep hole that I've been in for the last two years? Well, because I, I, I will walk. Meant in terms of gaming, but so, you can talk about whatever you want. No, no, right? no. It, it, gaming <laughs> has absolutely a, like it's centrist to this because that that is at least by choice my number one hobby. I love gaming. I, I mean, I love consuming entertainment as a whole, television, movies, etc. But gaming is an interactive medium. That's what appeals to me. So let's rewind the clock to episode thirty-five-ish. <laughs> take us back. So let's take, take us back. Let's take Peanut. us back. So uh, my wife gets sick. We go to the hospital. She has some surgery to get that taken care of. She's fine. She's great. Um, we're recovering after that. Shortly after, uh, we decide, hey, let's have a kid. And like I was telling you before we started recording, I didn't expect to knock it out of the park on the first try. But you know, hey. Go me. Um, <laughs> so, the, the, like, I, like I was saying earlier, there's a there's an adage, there's a stereotype of, well, the more deep you get into your relationship, the less time you have to yourself, the more it condenses down. Um, and obviously, gaming is a free time activity. There are priorities that will always rise above it. You have to work. At some point, you have to sleep. You have to eat. You have to shit. You have to piss. These all take up time. So the more micromanaged it gets, the more you start mining for your time from other places. Um, so you've gotten married sure. in the last two years since I've been here. So congratulations, Thank you. by the way. You have also bought a house. This is true. So these are two very large structural things that will eat into your time. Yes, you can't they just, have. Because now anything breaks, you've got to fucking fix it. Like mm-hmm. Home Depot is no longer just for fun. <laughs> Which fucking sucks. Um, I mean, it's it's great to have a house. It's great to have equity. It's you know you gotta mow your fucking lawn, but whatever. But I just went and spent four hundred dollars on a weed whacker, blower, and mower. Today. Yeah, man. Oh, good for you. There it is. Mm-hmm. Couldn't buy a graphics card. Had to buy a lawn mower, blower, and weed whacker. <laughs> I always used to say that the moment you know you're an adult is when you have to actually buy a brand new couch. Like uh, that, that is that is the moment you become an adult. Guess what I did before I went and got a little oh, there you go. Got a couch and a dining room set. <laughs> I, I was told that that I had to. Like a, a few years back, I was told that I'm a man and therefore I need a couch, not a futon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I still right now in my so I, house, I, I, I I bought a couch. Yeah. Right now yeah. in my house I have an apartment couch, which is essentially just a love seat, right? But it's like an IKEA couch. Um, and I went and had to buy a real yeah. adult like house a, couch. Like when you need somebody to actually deliver the goddamn thing into your door, that's that's a real life adult. Purchase. Two weeks. Yeah. So along those lines, like I was the type of guy, like if I needed to, sit, like this could be my full time job, sit down for ten hours a day, play nonstop, don't even need to stop to eat or whatever. I could just do it. Um, unfortunately, life gets in the way sometimes, 
And it's not a bad thing. You prioritize the things that are important to you. Um, but that time slowly condenses down and condenses down. So you have a wife, you got a house. It's already probably pretty tight. I don't even know if you've got your gaming setup completed yet. Not really. There Just it is. An Xbox plug into a monitor. So advice to, <laughs> so advice to anybody buying a house, um, look for two rooms. Look for a family room. That is an extra living room. Um, and then look for a smaller family space that you can call your own and stake your claim on it. That will be your cave. Um, and I say smaller because the larger space will get used for other things. Go for the smaller space. Nobody wants the smaller space. I don't have that luxury. But <laughs> So we pop out a kid, and then all of a sudden your time is nil. And that's because, again, kid is a 24-7 operation. Um, because they're up every two hours, they're screaming at you, they're pissing and shitting themselves. They need you to survive. There is no other life outside of, like, my maternity leave. So the way we worked it out, my wife um, took her maternity leave. And for to be honest with you, for the first eight weeks, as the man, you can't do shit. Like, your job is to make sure your wife is as comfortable as she can be, and she won't be comfortable. She'll be mad at you. You just fucking deal. <laughs> so that's your first eight weeks. I took over after she went back to work, and I did three weeks of paternity leave, which I highly recommend to anybody. If you want to throw yourself into the fire and make yourself useful, you will learn how to fucking parent in three weeks um, with a little bit of guidance from your significant other. But anyways, so the way I had to manage my gaming was in small spurts. Napping is basically the only respite you will have when you have a kid, and it can be sporadic. They might nap for three fucking hours, they might nap for ten fucking minutes. You don't fucking know. <laughs> and at the time, my Goes house... Goes off like a fire yeah, alarm. and at the time, my house was a fucking wreck. So we had actually scheduled, we were re- redoing and renovating our basement. My basement was basically the rape dungeon from Saw. It was like a fucking mess. <laughs> I think you've seen it before. You've come yeah, over. I, I was down there. But it's, it's a fucking mess. So we, we had some guys come down, drywall it, put some light finish in, it. And finish it up, make nice. it look nice. I put some wires into the wall. We got surround sound installed now. We mounted the fucking TV. We got the entertainment set up. Very good. You did not have the TV mounted when I was there. Okay. So, yeah. You you haven't seen it since we remade the space then. Um, It's much, much different. I'm actually pretty happy to bring people downstairs and to say, you're not going to be locked down here. It's going to be okay. Um, So, we moved a lot of the fun entertainment stuff down there. That was supposed to be the quote, unquote, theater room, entertainment room, what have you. Haha, when you have a kid, you don't get shit to yourself anymore. Everything's kid's priority for fucking everything. And kid has lots of shit. So that shit has to go somewhere. Guess where it goes? It goes in the fucking basement. (laughs) So your gaming cave has now been invaded by a little toddler who doesn't know any better. And then eventually they'll start crawling and starting to try and eat everything as well. So you have to lock everything up. You have to put everything away. The controllers have to be like in a very high location they can't reach. Otherwise, it gets thrown against the fucking wall. And God knows if you're going to get it back. It's a complicated mess. So you change the way you game. And that happens one of several ways. Number one... You, time to yourself becomes mining against yourself. And what I mean by that is, so you have about, chances are the average American probably goes to work six to eight hours a day during the week. You do have a choice of calling in sick that day if that's what you really want to do to play your video games. Yes, I've done that before. I'm not ashamed to say it. I've told my boss I need a fucking mental day and he completely sympathizes because he loves the fact that I'm a new parent. And he's like, fine, take the time you need, whatever. So there's that. 
You can try to get away with it while the kid is napping. Sometimes that happens. I actually got a lot of my Diablo time in when the kid was napping because it was in the room next door at the time. Um, you can try in the very early stages when they're literally so small that they can't do anything except like look at whatever you put in front of them. You can try sitting them in front of the TV and having them watch your game, see if it's something that entertains them. And you find that you then change your game style as to like what's going to entertain my kid because if they don't like it, they're going to fucking let you know it. <laughs> and you are not going to be playing with anybody or anything with a kid screaming in your ear. Um, yeah, the, the Parappa the Rapper demo had just come out, and oh my god, my kid loved that shit. Colors and rhythm and music, they loved that shit. But if I tried to play Diablo, not so much. But then again, you got demons and skeletons on the screen. Kids probably don't react to that too well. <laughs> so that's another thing. You become hyper-aware of what you're playing as well. Um, and then on top of that, you got to spend time with your partner if you yeah, have one. Sure. And that's fucking non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Throw that time out the window. So now the only things you have left are sleep. So you can eat into your sleep time if you really want a game. You will regret it. You will pay for it. But you could do it. Um, Like I said, you start micromanaging and finding little crooks of time as you go. So my big free time, I basically have two pieces of time to myself where I don't have to answer to anybody. My commute because I don't have to drive to work. I take public transportation, which has been fantastic. It's about a 40-minute commute each way. So I get about an hour and a half to myself each day for gaming. And then the time where you are basically dropping a deuce on the toilet. So that's another 15 minutes. And there's a reason why guys spend more time on the toilet. This is fucking why they call it the throne, because you are king. You can excuse yourself. No one can bother you or disturb you, unless you have a cat. Um, but nobody can bother you or disturb you with any reason. That's time to yourself, and that's why we milk that shit for 15 mm. minutes. Truth. So now you know, ladies, if you're listening. Um, so you get a little creative. So part of it was I picked up a Vita way back when. Mm. That was my commute back and forth to and from work. That was my lunch break at work sometimes. Thankfully, I have a PS4. I can remote back home if I needed to, if right. I have a good enough Wi-Fi signal. Works pretty well. Um, and my wife, bless her heart... Doesn't understand the whole gaming motif, but she understands it's important to me. She did buy me a Switch this year nice. for, for Father's Day. Um, so there the, you go, Father's Day. So Father's cool. Day. Yeah, that, that is that is a nice perk. Uh, aside from being a parent, I mean, being a parent is fucking fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, you, if you ever need, I had the kid to get Father's. Day. I want some fucking. <laughs> give me some fucking video games <laughs> on Father's Day. Dads and grads. That's me, man. But uh, but yeah, so you get creative with your gaming. So I've been playing a lot of Switch games recently. So I just finished Breath of the Wild. Nice. Um, haven't completed it yet. I've got about, I think, 85 shrines discovered out of 120. I'm not even going to bother trying to find all the Korok seeds that are hiding around. Felix, this is definitely a game you should pick up. Uh, yeah, I have a, a Switch fund. You, Yeah, you would definitely be into I this I keep game. depleting the Switch fund. <laughs> it's <laughs> Stop doing that. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. I found it was just that right combination of Zelda, open world Skyrim type thing, and Dark Souls. It was like just that nice magical combo because it really doesn't pull any punches. Like you wake up, you've got three hearts, and it says, "Okay, go figure that shit out," and then you go. You literally were just like a Guy Ritchie, like scene there where like <laughs> you made a statement, like changed your facial expression, and answered your statement all in one. <laughs> I have $105 in the Switch fund. Ah, we got to build that up. That's the highest it's been in months. 
Good God. But yeah, that's, a, that's the highest I've been able to get it. So yeah, and my brother told me this as well. He says Zelda, and he's right, Zelda is well worth the price of admission. What's the, what, how much for the game and the goddamn So Switch? the console no itself is $300. The game will run you about 60 If you get the expansion pack, that's another, I believe, 20 bucks. So you need uh, 380 and That's if you want the complete full experience. The expansion I pack, I would debate if you wanted or not. I would say just get it because it's 20 bucks. Why the fuck not? Um, but well... Fucking worth the price. So I only need another two hundred and eighty dollars, and I get get a switch. Yeah, man, go sell yourself. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I mean, I appreciate you sharing those things because I can tell this you know, is like, your future. Yeah, seriously, I'm like looking down a fucking time warp. Yeah, <laughs> seeing it so, happen, but so, no, like it's it's I can my time is already segmented to what it was. Right, you know, living alone in the apartment. Um, my time was to myself unless I made plans to, at that time, see my girlfriend, right? Which I spent more time with her living on my own than I did when I was with roommates. And it was like the guys were always doing something. But, you know, and then when we started, we lived in together, you know, like sh- I'm lucky that she has shows that she knows I don't want to sit on the couch and watch. So when she's watching those, I play video games. Right now, see, you're minding it works, your time. Right now it works out well, right? But there's enough time still to where like we still get our time we still get our separate time and we still get to spend time with our family you know right now more and more things are happening with the house that you know of course something happens and i have to not play video games and i have to do something else but such is life yes you know and and you do have to get creative with what you're doing and i think mobile systems certainly help with that you know yeah the thing i love about vita and switch um the, the, it is a very mobile lifestyle gaming, uh, I mean, at least if you're not playing online, because you can pause any game at any time, pick it right back up again, literally, yeah. like, in a moment's notice. It is portable. I wish the battery life on the Switch was a little bit better, but I've got solutions for that. Um, picked up a battery bank, and it works fantastically. Nice. Um, but, yeah, so I don't want to say that you're staring down the barrel of a smoking gun. I definitely don't want to make sure. it like that, because uh, it, it comes with so many, like, the best way I can equate it to video games is it's basically Dark Souls. So <laughs> don't say that. No, it really is. It really is. This is the like parenting, especially, is the Dark Souls experience. It's fucking fantastic. And here's what I mean by that. First of all, have you have I know you, Locke, have played Souls games before. I have. I played the first one. I played twenty goddamn minutes of this. Okay. First one. So I, I kinda wanna pick your brain, Felix, on this because you've only kind of dived into it. So you've babysat. Essentially, is what you've done. Yeah, that's all I've done. What were your thoughts of Dark Souls? Yeah, or just of that genre? I mean, I only got to the first boss in the first game. Yeah. So, did you get any further? Did you enjoy your uh, experience? The reason I stopped playing was not because of what everyone would think. Everyone would think the reason I stopped playing is because I was frustrated and thought it was shitty that I was dying a lot. Right. Uh, no, it's because I stopped playing the one night and something just didn't pick it up. I had come off of Skyrim, ah. and uh, I was looking for another game that had a Skyrim f- that could meet my Skyrim mm. desires and needs. So you had an itch. I had an itch for something like Skyrim, and I had completed Skyrim. And I downloaded that. I think it was free with through Xbox at that time, and it just didn't meet my Skyrim. Yeah. It just had too much. There was so between, wrong with So between episode 35 and now, I completed Bloodborne. And all the DLC. Oh, yeah, and you've been trying to get me. That was my first Souls game. On stream, game. you've mentioned, I don't know, yeah. countless times, get so Bloodborne, here's, get Bloodborne. And here, here's why I make the Dark Souls analogy. So to the outside layperson, you look at it and you're like, this is something that I probably wouldn't be into because why would I want to get into something that's so goddamn frustrating? 
Like, why would I want to th- like get to a point where I throw my controller at the wall? Sure. Like, and just fuck this and just walk away. Um, but there are people that keep drawing you in, which is why I keep drawing you into this. Um, because once you do get to a certain level of experience with it, it becomes so satisfying that you know you can run up against the boss thirty fucking times and screw it all up thirty fucking times. But the minute you actually win it for yourself, like that's replay that video because you will blow your load all over the fucking wall, and you will sit back and be like, "Wow, is he convincing me to have a?" Kid? I just I just did this, <laughs> and then and then here's the best part. After that, you will pick yourself up and you will keep fucking going. You'll be like, all right, I wonder what's next. And you look forward to whatever the next challenge is. It has a lot to do with figuring things out. has a lot to do with figuring out how you work, what your play style is. And the best part I, about Dark Souls, or at least Souls games in general, is that the only reason you fail is you. So if anything, it's a challenge for you to push your own experience. It's easy to get mad at the game. It's really easy to get mad at the game and say, like, this is frustrating, this is bullshit, this is whatever. But it can be done. It's a question of tailoring yourself to the game. So, so we're clear. The bosses in this analogy are the baby, <laughs> and I'm screaming ex- 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 lots of. I told you this would be a fun. Analogy. I'm screaming a lot of expletives at my. Kid. I would say I would say the gaming experience as a whole is parenting, because it is it is hard. It is an uphill fucking battle. Well, it game. is nonstop. It is exhausting as fuck. But goddamn, it is fucking satisfying. It is re- like. I'm getting to the point... So, for the first three months, parenthood sucks. Because your kid basically doesn't want anything to do with you. You just keep them alive. But once you pass that three-month mark, and they start being like, Oh, I recognize you, and I recognize where I'm at. And they start to smile at you. You become a fucking kid again, and this becomes your game. Like, what can I do to entertain this kid? What can I do to have fun with my kid? What can I do to start enriching their experiences with stuff? Mm. And that's when it clicks that... This is really hard. This is really frustrating. But at the same time, well worth the price of admission. I would totally jump into it and just fucking go nuts. So is it for everybody? Absolutely not. Not everybody wants to play Dark Souls. I get it. It's totally cool. But there's a, there's 50 million Elvis fans can't all be wrong. There's proof in the pudding. There's something there that makes it just so enriching. And like, I don't know if you guys are going up to bat for something like this. Colloquialisms. I'm not going to pressure you. I'm not here to pressure either of you into having kids. But in terms of being a gamer, being a parent, having a kid, yeah, it's hard and it's frustrating. Like my biggest debate right now in terms of gaming is like, am I going to get Destiny Two? Because I played through the beta. I, I enjoyed what I saw. I'm of the opinion it was more of the same. But I had thoughts for continue. you online. Did I respond to you? I forget. Did I say something? My thoughts were... Oh, that's right. Yes, you and I did talk about this. But yeah, my main debate was I loved... Because like, I like the Destiny experience. I like the social experience of it. I met a lot of new people through Destiny. The community was actually pretty great. Um, and now that they've kind of revamped the priority of the story uh, into the campaign, it's much more appealing to me. Of course... The problem is time. Destiny, so, is, Destiny is a time hog. It's also you, not a plausible experience. Exactly. Yeah, but so t- I don't know if it's like I may have evolved past a point where I'm able to play Destiny and actually have fun with it. Yeah. No, what I, I what I said to him online, and I want to see if this echoes what you were thinking, Locke, but I was saying that, that it seems like all the changes they made moving toward or with Taken King when they moved towards Taken King were, were to reclaim the casual. 
reclaim the filthy casual and bring them back into the fold. They came out with the uh, spark of light to take people forward. Yes, yeah, so I mean, and like, then, and then you know, with the um, it's well, a. What was no, it called on. again? The uh, the what? thing you can do where you take your guns and break them down to... That's not a thing anymore, though. Yeah, it is, though. Infusion? Yeah, it was totally in there. In Destiny 2 Beta. What? I found it. Yeah, but infu- infusing guns was totally still in there. It's just I know you could build mods different. on your guns and stuff. I didn't know you could actually break guns. Infusion was on the other t- other tab. Uh, there was a mod tab, and then there was an infusion It doesn't tab. do anything for you. Like If you want to be a part of the meta conversation, you need to you need to invest hours upon hours into the game. You can be a casual player if you don't want to be the best at the game. If you're okay with being in the bottom percentile of a player base, this is nothing against Peanut, but like he would not be able to compete with someone that that's what they do for fun and majority of their time is playing that. He would never be able to compete in PvP. He would be looked at in LFG groups for not having the right weapons. Like The community is the community. You, you can't make it for a casual player if it's a grinding-based game. Right. Like there's, there's no way to do that unless... Unless, and this is my point, I think they might be trying to put more into the story. But that's, but that, that's not the meta. The story is this shell on top of something uh-huh. where the, the, the end game the, is your The thing that they're enhancing... And your, and yeah. The thing they're really enhancing is like they're in, they're importing all these community tools because they didn't have like I used LFG for everything. Yes, yeah. just to find crews sure. to go yeah. hunting with, and it you know it would work out. Like maybe before work, I would just wake up extra early, grind through the um, what was the thing you did every Tuesday? It would reset the nightfall. The nightfall, grind through the nightfall, and hopefully get through it within an hour, and then go to work. Yeah, and like that was that was life. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I might be unfortunately past the point where I I don't think I got time for this game. I like, want to play this game. Like it looks I know, like a lot of fun. I just don't think I got time for it. I know that whenever my wife and I are lucky enough to have a kid, that I will not be able to play Destiny. I know it for a fact because it's like crack. I can't play that game and be a father. Right. No, I mean, you know what I mean. Some like people like, try it. I mean. Sure, like there's the whole Dads of Destiny thing that came out like a while ago where people were like, it was a whole crew of, of dads that still wanted to play Destiny. No, my, my, like, uh, my friend Pog on uh, PlayStation, he, he's got a, he's got and a like kid. You, like you said, you get creative, you may be able to do it, but you have to, like for me, from coming from a place where I had all the best gear, he, he's got I had a, all of these things, like you're, com- you're compromising. Pog has a gamer wife too, though. Yeah. Sure. So that's that's, that's they, what we were talking about. The co gamers. Right. You know? That's what we were talking about. Like, for me, it would only be able... Like, I'd only be able to keep up in a game like that if it was, like, a regularly scheduled programming thing. Like, sure. Hey, guys, third Saturday of every month. Let's fucking raid. Let's get this shit done. Crew up. Go. Like, that's the experience like that would paintball. be fun for me. Like paintball. Like, you make an outing of it. You just stay home. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, don't, I, just, I just don't know if I got the time for it. And not only that, but... When you have a kid, the last thing you want to do is have everybody rearrange their schedule around you. Like, it sucks having to ask people to be like, hey, can we just do this, like, at X time and X place? And by the way, I may need to duck out just in case of this. Like, nobody wants to be that guy. Right. So it's like, why would I want to throw $100 down on a game when I can't even be a reliable fire team member? Sure. Let alone, like, am I going to have enough time to play? Am I going to have enough time to gear up? Yeah. Are you guys going to be, like, light years ahead of me? I and definitely like, All right, felt, catch the I, fuck up. I mean, I don't, I don't have a kid. I'm not married yet. But I definitely felt that way about Destiny in year, in year one. Yeah. I got to the point. I told you. I'm, I, at one point, I turned to Locke and I said, like, I'm getting some serious Destiny fatigue here. Yeah. It's hard to keep up. Yeah. Like, that was me. Like I said, every Tuesday morning, I wake up extra early, 
go down, try to knock the knife fall out before I go to work. And then that would be my week. I'd be like, okay, at least it's done. If I play this yeah. weekend, it's one less thing for me to do. I can actually have fun with the game or what have you. Yeah, there's 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 only one other there's only one news point I want to hit because I know we're already past an hour. But um, the the one thing that I would say and and to to su- summarize this conversation is like it goes back to what you were talking about about mobile gaming and iOS and Android specifically targeting parents and targeting adults yeah, that don't yeah. have the time to put into a AAA title. Yeah, it's it's you hard know, to like, make a hardcore game out of something that's so start. Stop. Which, like I yeah. said, thank God for the Switch. Thank God for the Vita. They, you can get those experiences, right? Um, albeit mostly in the single player mode. But right. it has opened me up to like games that I probably wouldn't have been into. Like I've I've been playing the shit ton out of on Switch. There's a game called uh, Has Been Heroes. I think it's multi platform. I think I have it for Xbox and mm. PC and all that stuff too. Uh, it's a roguelike game, but very very simple concept. The story is so fucking simplistically stupid, but like. So there's a king, and he's got two daughters that he's sending to school. Your ob- the object of the game is to get the girls to school without getting killed. <laughs> That's the game. And then basically you just try to survive. And it's roguelike because as you progress, you will get killed, you will die, you will fail. You unlock more and more perks and experience as you build things up. Then you start like, over with those perks unlocked. So uh, turn-based like Final Fantasy? Uh, it so there's a pause system. Um Everything basically takes place in real time at the same time until you pause the game. And then you can basically, like, stratego out your commands if you needed to. So it's like, I want you to attack first. Okay, you go. All right, now pause. I want you to attack after him. Mm-hmm. And you like take Final his Fantasy? place. No, not really. Not really? I mean, the pausing in Final Fantasy. I would equate it to, it's, if you've ever played FTL, Faster Than Light, it's, it's that mm-hmm. kind of a gaming experience where it's a little bit of micromanagement. But it's a game that, like, it kicks your ass and knocks you down, but you get right back up again, and you're like, all right, let's fucking do you this. You got that on, uh, you said the Vita? Um, Switch. You can get it oh, for Switch. Yeah, you can get it for Switch. I think Xbox has it, too. You can probably find it for, like, 10, 15 What's bucks. What's it called? Has Been Heroes. I'll take a look. I'm going to get home. Yeah, I was just Xbox. looking at it. Yeah. The, art, the artwork looks Xbox like your Clash of the Clans. Does it? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. It's got, it's got kind of that look to the, it's got kind of a cartoonish look to it. Nice. Um, so the one thing that I did want to talk about before we wrap, because it's not massive news, but it's, it is, yeah, I guess I could say it's pretty massive, because it's pretty groundbreaking, which, um, are you guys familiar with uh, Overwatch League? I, I'm familiar with people wanting to be competitively, competitively involved in Overwatch. Correct. So the way that esports works now is it's segmented into corporations that run a league, not like there's MLB, but more like, you know, X company runs ESL, which is, you know, um, one organization. And then there's MLG, which is another organization. They all run competitions, but there's not a unified front of, like, just everything in gaming. So what Blizzard has tried to do is Blizzard is trying to create the end-all, be-all for Overwatch and create a unified league for it. Doesn't mean that you're going to be able to stop competing in other arenas, but they're trying to create the MLB of Overwatch, and it's um, they're trying to be the Kleenex of tissues, essentially. Essentially, yeah. Um, and what they're doing is so they can regulate. Right? Essentially, they have a logo that looks very um, much like an MLB logo. It's two colors, black and orange, and in the middle is a white silhouetted character, kind of like the MLB is. Red and blue with a baseball player silhouetted in white uh, in the center. It's the same uh, exact thing. Now, are they strictly um, focused on 
Blizzard titles, or are so they... this is Overwatch League. This is specific to Overwatch. Okay, so, so this is specific just to Overwatch. Right. No, we don't know if Blizzard's going to open this up into Heroes of the Storm and some of their other right. competitive titles. But for right now, it is just for Overwatch. And what's really exciting about this is, and as I've talked to before, when when and even to now, people that are competing in uh, esports leagues is you make your money off of what you win. There is no salary. Like, I don't get paid to play the video games. I get paid to win. If I don't win, I'm not making any money, and that's why people supplement with are there Twitch tiers? and things. I can't, I can't remember with eSports. E- are there tiers, like World Series of Poker, where it's like, hey, you finished 50th, but here's your share. Like, cash out and go. Uh, for top eight, usually. Okay. But, but you might be in a 200-player right. pool. So it is a pretty top-tier yes, payout. Yes, it is. Okay. So what Blizzard has announced, and it's the early details, is that they're going to have pro player salaries and benefits for anyone that's drafted into the Overwatch League. Mm, draft? They're yes. going to do an Overwatch draft? Yes. Holy so shit. I'm going to read out some things here, and we're going to, we can talk mm. about it briefly before we wrap. Um, so How the hell do you prove that? Um, well, we're about to find out. So there's currently seven cities... Around the world that are around the world that have confirmed. So they're doing this like, like baseball. Like a city is going to have its own Overwatch team, not a company like Wawa is going to sponsor. So it's going to be region based. This is so. So far, we have Boston, L.A., Miami, Orlando, New York City, San Fran, Shanghai, and Seoul. I knew Korea was going to be in there. God damn so it. So those, <laughs> those seven cities are going to draft a team. Now, um... What the, are they pulling from? College? No, they're pulling, they're pulling from... They're going to be pulling I'm sure they're going to be looking at the, like the leaderboards exactly. and saying, I want this guy, I want this guy, I want this guy. So the first season's player signing window is from tomorrow until October 30th is when rosters need to be set in stone. Um, now, what's interesting is... Overwatch is a six-player game, so six players to a team, and they're actually allowing a roster to be up to 12 players to account for subs. Yeah, So there's a 12-roster so team. Minimum salary for each player is 50K. That ain't bad. It's for not bad. 50K to play video games, that ain't bad. So uh, you have to earn at least 50K, which that would mean you're probably like a rookie with a higher tier player, someone that's already excelling in the game, that's a much wanted player, would probably be paid more money by said city. Okay. Um, teams will be required to sign players to a one year contract, guaranteeing you 50K for the year, so you can't be dropped mid season and lose your money. Um, which can be extended to two years if they choose. In addition to the minimum salary, teams must also provide their players with health insurance, a retirement savings plan, and housing, and housing and practice facilities during the season. Ooh. Okay, so this is pretty this, big. This is straight up free agency. They're they're like getting started up. Though. Okay, now. The last thing that I'll add before we talk about this is on top of that, at least 50%, at least 50% of bonuses earned from winning events must go directly to the players. Now, this is very important because when you're sponsored currently by NOS Energy Drinks and you win a prize pool, NOS takes money for, them, for their sponsorship. They got you there. They paid for your hotel. They paid for your flight. They paid for your meals. They take the earnings, and there's no regulation on this, how much they take. Right, so they'll negotiate that with you after your earnings. But this is saying that at least fifty percent of the bonuses earned from winnings must go directly to the players. The bonus pool for all events in season one is three point 
3.5 million with at least 1 million of that going to the champion t- championship team alone. So that doesn't interest me as much as the health insurance. Yeah. The retirement savings plan. Like free housing. This is the sports of esports. Like this is actually turning it into yeah, like legitimately legitimately regulated managed teams. Yeah, the legal Ritland sales are going to be off the fucking chain. <laughs> Now, there's a lot of talk online about this, like, oh, you know, 50K, like, what is that? You know, you're going to be playing for more than eight hours a day. This is more like... By the way, Ritalin is what the kids take. Well, they take Adderall. They don't take Ritalin. Oh, they take Adderall. Yes, but that's okay. You've been out of it a while. To be all... uh, Get with it, old man. Come on. Drugged up and and, and ready to aim. Yeah. (laughs) Um to be able to have a salary base, which 50K, with where we're at with, with jobs now in, in the U.S. alone, is, is not a bad starting wage for someone to play video games. It's not talking about earnings in any capacity from tournament winnings or anything like that. You are guaranteed yeah, 50K a year. I'm curious what their non-competes are. Yeah. Now, I wonder if you're going to be able to Twitch stream while you're on this, on this team. Does your Twitch... Subs and donations go directly. Like there's going to this is going this is opening up to be legitimate, of course, with contracts. But who knows what they're going to also regulate? But to also say that you're going to be given housing, so you don't have to worry about that if you're an up and coming person right out of college. Like you know what, fuck it, I'm going to play Overwatch. Right? You don't have to worry about paying for your housing. You have health insurance now. You have a fucking 401k, and you have like a a gym, like an Overwatch a gym, a practice gym. facility. Yeah. Some- um, so probably I, with a showering facility and uh. now this is this is small because it's just for Overwatch. This is not opening it up to you know things like Dota or Halo or Call of Duty or anything like that. But this is setting a precedent that I'm very excited about. Coming from the 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 infancy of esports and seeing that people played it and dedicated their time to maybe lose and not make anything back. It gives someone that sees this as an opportunity for themselves a legitimate way to potentially become a gamer, a gamer professionally, um, and not have to worry about just winning, um, which is which is exciting, um, very exciting. And I think as more and more things come out for this, we'll get more and more details. All of this would all this came out at once. Do, um, do boxers when they're going up? The boxers aren't hitting a salary. There's a there's a basic there's a purse. For boxing, there's a purse. Yeah, so it's like the the champion gets X amount, and but the boxers aren't X. salaried at all. No, no. But so boxing it's, it's, is the equivalent of how they run e gaming now. Yeah, but like you're talking about the the loser still making a couple million dollars. Yeah, think of it more like tennis, where like just getting in the tournament, you're still getting paid. like you know in Happy Gilmore, it's like you can come in 18th and still get a pretty big. Gym. No, no, no. I'm saying the model for what we're talking about is different. Than even professional boxing. Professional boxing is yeah. more like professional gaming. In a, in a in a way, but like two hundred teams with only the top eight making money versus two people and both of them making money is not really the same. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you mean. But also, like the boxers have their sponsorships yeah. from major brands and, and things have, like that. And you have an agent. And yeah. Like yeah. no one, no one's taking. 
you know, fucking taking shirtless photos of me with, you know, like gap underwear on because I'm an esports player versus like a yeah. boxer that gets <laughs> right now. I was saying, sure. not that you know, but it. I'm sa- but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just, yeah. it can't, it's, it's still so new compared to boxing that's been around forever. Mm-hmm. Like it, but no, I, no, I no, to no, your no, point, like the top dog makes the most money. Sure. Yeah. I mean, as they should, which is saying the championship player or team or city gets a million dollars the end of the season with two and a half million is being divvied up to the rest of the competitors. So like to be able to say that at the end of this year, if I am the best player or team or city in this competition, we will be splitting a million dollars, 12 ways or 500,000, 12 ways. Cause you get 50% of your bonus, which is of your million. So what's that fucking math? What is, what is well, 500 divided by 10, it's 50 ahead. So a little less than 50. Right. So you're making your year salary again in a weekend, potentially. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just exciting to me to see that this is becoming more and more apparent. I think Blizzard has recognized that they can be on the forefront of this where no one has truly figured it out and tried to make it a legitimate business. People have tried. Things like MLG have been around forever, but it's... It's losing traction with without the boundaries and putting it in a box. And it is hard to put this thing, this organic growing thing that's different for every game in a box. But if someone can figure it out for one game like Overwatch, you may be able to set a model to replicate yeah, for others. This 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 is why I was asking if they were going to probably branch out to other titles or even non-Blizzard related titles. Because yeah, if they set the template right, you can basically say, all right, our next game is this. We're going to adopt the same formula and just... Right. Start over again. And then, you know, because eventually, eventually at some point in time, Overwatch will be retired as a game. So yeah. You can't be playing it forever. I mean, maybe you can, but until they shut the servers down. Um, but yeah, what's what's the next thing after that? So then do you start, like, growing within your own team? Do you need to compete for your job, you know, again, in order to get redrafted to whatever the next thing is? There's a, It's a big, tangly spider web, but if anybody can figure it out, it's Blizzard. Yeah. Maybe that stock will keep rising. Can't believe it, man. I should have bought more than... Oh, it's getting better? It's gotten better since we bought it. I haven't looked at it fucking at all. Are you kidding me? You don't know how much money we've made? Uh, No. It's been great. I didn't buy as much as you, though. You bought more than me. No. I I didn't buy much. How much did I buy? I can't even remember. I only bought like five, fucking five shares. That's what I bought. Shit. I bought five shares, but look at the, the growth on it. right? Yeah. Look at the look at the buy price and look at the current bid. Oh, about forty percent gain. Hmm. You can't argue with that. I bought <laughs> two shares. Two shares <laughs> in my one portfolio, and then yeah. I bought two more in another. Thing. Um, but I wanted to bring that up before we wrap, only because I, I think it's. Really I own dangerous. a total of four. Four shares. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I only have five. It's, it was just interesting to see it fucking almost double in, in price. Um, yeah, but I think we'll keep reporting on it as as things come up. As someone that has the background in it, it, it does it. It's something that I will follow pretty closely as more details come out. Um, so we'll talk about it if anything more posts. Um, but if October is when the draft, you know, air quote ends. Um, we may see a season launching in like November, December, which would be really exciting to see how that launches. Is that going to have off. television rights? Or? Who the fuck knows at this point? 
I mean, I would. I I'm would, sure. I'm sure they're going to partner o- with ESPN Eight Ocho. Yeah, but I'm Ocho. sure. I'm sure to produce some programming and original programming for like the actual player base to get yeah. some popularity. I'm sure they're going to be partnering with either Twitch or Mixer. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Cool. Cool. Want to bring it in? Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. So this is uh, has been Felix Hergood. Uh, you can catch me at twitch.tv forward slash Felix Hergood or if if you if you choose, you know, mixer.com forward slash Felix Hergood. Uh, when I broadcast, I broadcast I broadcast live to both of those at the same time through a third party service called Restream. So you can follow me on both, follow me on one, watch me on both. Right now I'm playing Shadow of Mortar and I'm playing um, Tomb Raider Rise of the Tomb Raider and with alternating Injustice 2, Battlefield 1, and uh, I had a great stream, by the, the way, the other day with uh, Adrenaline. Nice. My God, is that guy a consummate commander on the battlefield. Yeah, he loves it. <laughs> no, he's just so good at knowing where the enemy will be and putting me in the right place. Yeah. As long as I yeah. followed his commands, I ended up killing the enemy. That's how it should be, though. Yeah, like, yeah, but I'm never good at it because yeah. I don't know where the enemy movements possibly will occur. And he's been playing the game so long that he just knows. Yeah. You, you get an instinct for like where people are coming from and where yeah. the shots are firing from. And then periodically, infrequent, I play Elder Scrolls Online. You know, I'm like only level 15. I'm not really playing much of it. But cool. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at lock underscore key. Just follow me there. It's easier. If I'm ever doing anything, you'll see me on that. We were tweeting um, at you, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I don't have the. The problem with with Twitter is, like, this 20 means nothing to me because I go in and it's just, like, 20 people have said something. So, like, I don't actually know when people are talking to me because this isn't, like, 20 people messaged me. This is, like, the way Twitter notification works is 20 people posted on their feeds. Like, you now have 20 new posts to see. Is there a way to, like, change that to where it's only someone directly talking to me? Oh, we'll talk to that. We'll talk about that. I think there is, but yeah. Anywho, follow me there. Um, because if I'm going live, I'll tweet it out. Um, I keep saying that I'm going to just hit the go live button when I'm playing Overwatch or playing these games. Um, I'm going to just start doing it, and if I only play for 20 to 30 minutes and shut it off, fuck it. It's really the reason why I don't stream is because I can never I never know if I'm going to be able to dedicate like an hour or two to playing. Um, but if people don't mind me streaming for 20 minutes and then leaving, then I'll start streaming every time I play. But follow me on Twitter, and you'll see my links uh, for Twitch or Mixer, depending on what I go live on, because I can only choose one, because I'm not fancy like Felix. (laughs) Yeah. Not all of us have that luxury. No, we don't. Uh, Peanut, thank you for coming back on the show. Thank you for having me. This gives good uh, reminisce, catch up. Yeah, absolutely. You can do this as much as you want, uh, barring you have the time. (laughs) It's Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you can get, pull yourself away from Dark Souls yeah, for man. a little bit. It's man. All Dark Souls. Yeah, that fucking that analogy fucked me up in the head. <laughs> Felix and I, were, Felix and I looked halfway through like, "Fuck, is he I, talking about a baby or is he talking about the game?" I don't even know. <laughs> um, I, assu- no, I assure you, whether you have a kid or not, it's a fun. Ex- <laughs> it's a fun experience. I just, the, the title of the show has got to be Dark Souls. <laughs> it's a baby, man. <laughs> it's a baby, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, Felix, get get. Bloodborne, get Bloodborne. You've been saying that. Get, get it. Um, I'm about to, I'm about to just fucking buy it for you. I'm gonna because 
Donate it to the stream. Uh, yeah. Just wait till he finishes another. Like, look at his fucking stack, man. Look he, at this fucking shit. My stack now? Do you remember that stack when no, you were here dude, episode no, no, no. 36 ago? My stack will put yours to shame. I have so many games of cellophane, it's not even funny. I, uh, I will put you. I will more than put you to shame. Yeah, I'll send you a picture. Probably have more in cellophane. I only have two up there in cellophane yeah. currently. Uh, but thank you for coming back on. Like Felix said, you're more than welcome to come back on, as you know, for for any time that you can, yeah. if you can make time for yourself. My pleasure. Otherwise, um, you you probably catch me in your streams. Yeah, pop in. Because why not? Because why not? <laughs> why not? Uh, but we will see you next week. Neo should be back. Yeah. Um, It'll be the, 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 the gang will be back together. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Later. See ya. Backstab, bitch. Get him out of here. What? 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 Why is there three of that guy? Oh, because it's Dark Souls 3. They put three of every...